Well, and that um, brings up an, another question of that we've kind of addressed already. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this idea of like, if I don't feel sick, what am I allowed to go do? Like, shouldn't I be okay? Which mm-hmm. we kind of already answered that in terms of like, yeah, but you could pass it to someone else who wouldn't be okay. But right. like, how do we know what is what is okay and what is not okay because um i you know we continually hear stay home if you can well who determines if i can and if i don't (laughs) feel sick you know what do i what am i what what is uh stuff that is safe to do what is stuff that is not safe to do yeah yeah well first and foremost making sure that you're aware of what the I assume, I mean, most everyone listening to this is probably from our local area. So we have kind of similar rules and regulations going on right now. But at least by us, I know pretty much all playgrounds are closed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most public places are closed. So in that sense, following, you know, following (laughs) your local regulations is important. Yes. Um, Don't go to the restaurant if it's closed. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know, it's kind of hard to. I, mean, I guess you could attempt to, like, go in and, you know, start They're not going to let you in. Yeah, thing, yeah. But, uh, you could get arrested for that. So yeah, that's not a good I don't plan. recommend it. Right, um, right. Yeah, so, you know, your options are fairly minimal at that point then, but they are all things that you have then control over. So, mm. um we still obviously have no technical laws against no one's going to arrest you for walking over to someone's house. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, the question is, should you? Yeah. So is, is it our best, is it our best plan? Um, Mm -hmm. I, I guess my answer on that comes down to, do you know every single place that that person has been to or person that person or family has been in contact with in the last two weeks? Mm -hmm. Um, If you do, then I guess, that is kind of a judgment call, mm. but in general, the recommendation is to spend time with your own personal household. Mm. So those who are regularly in contact with your household, living in your household, that's that's your circle right now um, mm. in mm. terms of physical contact. Yeah. Um, obviously, if someone has very important medical appointments that their doctors are keeping to, then you go to those and just be very careful mm-hmm. um, when you go, washing your hands. They're now recommending that you can wear a cloth face covering, which we're, I think, going to talk about later. Yeah. Um, but uh, honestly, going for walks has been my saving grace. It is mm. okay to go outside. It yeah. is good to go outside, okay. actually. Um, you're not likely to get this from just, being out in nature, mm-hmm. um, particularly if you're spaced out from people. Gotcha. So yeah. it's still a human to human transmitted virus, mm-hmm. or it can live on certain heart surfaces for an amount of time that honestly, we're still trying to figure out. Mm. Um, but by and large, you're, you're, largest risk risk, fa- risk factor <laughs> is is getting this from another person okay you know sharing some kind of bodily whether it's talking and they spit you know right. or that'll happen coffee, you know, yeah some, yeah. yeah so what you can do is spend time with your family um go to your job if you're an essential worker mm-hmm. and use the same precautions there that we've been talking about for a lot of other things 
go to the pharmacy to pick up your medication, make sure you sanitize your hands before and after any kind of transaction. Um, I, I think it's good if you are at home, either working from home, at home with kids, to think about how often you go out. So like my husband and I have been talking about, we need to pick up some milk sometime this week. We need to mm-hmm. pick up a prescription medication and he has an appointment that he has to go to on Thursday. So gotcha. probably that day will be our day where it's like, okay, this is the one day we get the things we need. We plan it. Are there any things we need from the grocery store that we like mm-hmm. have to go and do? Or do mm-hmm. you use Instacart, you know, like do yeah. you use kind of, grocery delivery service but trying mm-hmm. to minimize your like if you're going out every single day for one different thing then you're potentially increasing your exposures to people and decreasing your ability to pinpoint well I was out on this day right because you were out a bunch of different days yeah um yeah so so I think pre-planning and again this is hard we have a convenience culture we have a fast-paced culture Mm -hmm. we have um you know we're just not used to having to think this way and and that's Mm. not a critique on anyone in particular it's just a fact yeah um so since we're used to that kind of culture it's hard to think like oh what am I going to make this Mm. next week or two yeah but something that we've done with our extra time which I I get it doesn't always feel like extra time because e-learning, oh my all gosh. the other things going yeah. on right now, you know, yeah. like, okay, so extra time, what's the extra time at home? Mm-hmm. Um, needing to feel some purpose was let's make a little bit of a meal plan. Mm. Uh, now, mind you, this meal plan on our part was very simple. It was like the basics of like, we're going to eat a vegetarian meal this night, or we're going to have breakfast for dinner this night, or we're going to have pizza night this night, or we're going to have chicken this night. Like it can be very basic because we also have to be flexible right now, depending on what we can find in the stores. But I think minimizing how much you're in public spaces is one of your, your more important things. But if it's not raining, go outside, go for a walk. Our kids made an obstacle course in the backyard yesterday. Oh, nice. Um, those are the things that you can do. You just have to space yourselves out, space yourself out <laughs> as much as possible. Like, yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, so probably don't go hang out with those people at the park and sure. yeah. don't go over. If you're in an enclosed space, having a play date, like there's, it's pretty hard to space yourselves out six feet apart, you know, like mm. just, mm-hmm. That kind of stuff, probably not the best thing. But this doesn't mean you can't get what you need. It's just yeah. more a question of what do you need. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which I can't tell every single person because every single person's situation is a little bit different. So Right, right. But I think asking yourself that question, um, I've had to ask myself that question a lot of times in the last mm-hmm. few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I've wanted to make a certain thing and then I'm like, do I really need to though? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, and it's a hard discussion to have with myself. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's uh, it's hard. And so I don't want to, um, uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't want to underestimate, like, how much of an effect that has on people. But mm-hmm. it is a question of saying, like, what do we actually need? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know if that totally answered the question. It, no, it yeah, like no, what that's each good. Person needs to do, but you have to, you know, like if you have someone you know who really needs care, um, and you have to do that because they're not going to eat otherwise, right? Like an elderly neighbor or um, family member or something, then just do what you need to do with as many precautions as possible. Okay. Yes, that that does answer the question. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. So then all of this is going on and there's no, currently there's no cure for COVID-19, right? Correct. Okay. So. There's no cure. There are yeah. supportive measures. Okay. Um, which is why we're talking about the hospitals, the hospital staff, um, because our supportive measures are if someone ends up with a severe illness form of this illness, mm -hmm. our supportive measures sometimes end up being ventilator support, medication to keep people taking, if they end up with pneumonia and then they end up essentially with like a bacterial infection on top of that and mm. need antibiotics mm -hmm. or, you know, IV fluids to keep them stable, that kind of thing. Um, okay. Those are our supportive measures, keeping their temperature down, um, yeah, there, there is no cure, though. There are mm -hmm. some tests underway. We're trying to find medications that might help shorten the length of the illness or help people to get through it better um, okay. to decrease that rate of, of death. Um, mm. But there's nothing that we have found yet that 100% we can say we can give this to people. It's still very much a trial. So there mm. could be risks. There's, you know, we're always looking for side effects right. um, of medications. Mm -hmm. So when someone's in a vulnerable state physically already from COVID-19, we don't want to add on top of them extra burden from a medication mm. that we're not sure is going to help. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That so, makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there, it, it takes time. It takes time to, you know, and people who we think are able to handle, uh, a trial of medication. Yeah. Yeah. For so, sure. So, um, yeah, everything is really supportive at this point in time, which is why mm -hmm. we need to make sure that, uh, hospitals can be open enough, have enough beds to care mm -hmm. for the people who do get severely ill which yeah. goes back to our social distancing again, just mm -hmm. slowing this down mm -hmm. so that yeah. they can focus on the people who really need the care. And then as those people get better, if more people are getting sick, they can focus on those people who need that care. And then mm -hmm. they, you know, the supportive measures are a lot more effective when um, hospital staffing, when the, the nurses and doctors can focus on an appropriate number of patients instead of being overloaded. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so give it with your kids. Like, yeah. you have, you know, only so many kids. If you're able to focus on one at a time with their issue, yeah, you you can focus on that issue and take care of it, and they feel heard and taken care of. And mm. then you get to the next one and take care of what they need. And you know, having that ability to focus on each need at a time is helpful. If you've got all of them yelling at you at once, yeah, it's very it's yeah, very it's hard a lot worse. to take care of. Yeah, it's very mm -hmm. hard to take care of their needs. So. Yeah. You know, the same thing in the hospital, we have like nurse to patient ratios that are recommended uh, so that nurses and doctors can really see that patient and take care of that person because their, their status can fluctuate throughout 
their stay at the hospital and you don't want a nurse with five patients when they should only have two or three. Sure. Um, in ICU, sometimes it's one-on-one. So oh, wow. if, if they're that ill, you don't want a nurse who's supposed to only have one patient to have two or three patients. Right, right. Trying to keep everyone stable. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's. Okay. So preventive measures um, or, or uh, sorry, supportive measures. Um, is Basically, is yeah. what we have. So, right. with that being said, what about what about home remedies? We I've you know a lot of people have been talking about drink this tea, or do this, or gargle salt water, or mm-hmm. drink hot water, or drink hot tea, or drink any hot liquid, or you know any any number of things, or this essential oil, or or like this food, and don't eat that food. What about yeah. all of those home remedies? What is the what is the deal with that? Yeah, um, you know, first let me say I I fully understand where people are coming from with the home remedies and the mm. I personally really um, respect prevention and wellness mm-hmm. approaches and all of that because I've seen how that could decrease the burden on our healthcare system in general mm-hmm. um, with high rates of obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, those kinds of things. So in yeah. no way am I saying that those uh, those approaches in general are bad um, mm-hmm. or that they're not good for our overall wellness because I think they are. A lot of those things are really helpful. Yeah. Um, and it's a personal thing to figure out with your doctor, like if you have any health conditions you're predisposed to or anything like that to talk about, you know, supplements or things that might be beneficial to you. But in terms of COVID-19 specifically, I, there, it's such a new virus. There's no, there's no scientific research to show that there's some home remedy that 100%, if you do this, you're going to prevent coming down with this Mm. illness Mm -hmm. and you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the only the only science we have to go on is how you kill a virus or how you stop a virus. Right, right, right. So, so that is, you know, the hand washing, the um, chemicals that, you know, as much as sometimes I hate chemicals, the chemicals that will kill this virus on certain surfaces. Yeah. Um, keeping the virus from getting into our body so that it cannot replicate in our body's cells mm-hmm. and then be spread to other bodies. Uh, these are the things that science knows because it's similar to how viruses and other pathogens are spread in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we know. Now, drinking tea is not bad for you. Sure. Um, essential oils, if used properly, are not bad for you. Make mm-hmm. sure you have done your, your homework on that, though, and are talking to someone who is educated on how to use them mm-hmm. uh, so that you're using them safely, because yeah. especially if we're talking about around children, there are some that can be, you know, uh, a little more irritating to their respiratory systems and things like that, and mm. that's the last thing you want to do right now when we have right. a respiratory illness going around. Right, right. Um eating healthy, decreasing your sugar, drinking water and staying hydrated. All of these things are good. Eating garlic, you know, like cooking with garlic. I've heard something going around, I think, about garlic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and these natural, these things that come from nature, our, envir- our environment, like these things tend to have healthy properties to them. That's why mm-hmm. we want to eat real food, right? Yeah. Um, 
it's just that there's no there's no research being done on if we utilize this garlic or this tea, is this going to make people better? Because we right now are just trying to keep people from spreading it and keeping people alive who are really sick. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, I would say <laughs> those are good things to think about for your family, um, what your convictions are around just health in general and keep mm-hmm. doing those things. Um, okay. but they are not, they're not specific to COVID-19. They're more health and wellness, mm-hmm. um, issues. And as far as I know, there's no research to show that using a particular thing against this virus is going to kill it. Wash your yeah. hands and break that virus to pieces. That's what's going to kill it. <laughs> right. You know? So, yeah. um, but yeah, I, I, I hate to like, I, I really support wellness techniques in general. So mm-hmm. I don't say that, like, I do not say that lightly at all. Um, mm. It's just that right now, I think we have to, we just have to be careful. We don't want to believe mm-hmm. things that people are flippantly or even not flippantly putting out there. They're very hopeful that this will help us stay healthy, right? But yeah. um, it it could be risky to count on some tea or hot liquid to keep you healthy. So mm-hmm. um, use that tea or hot liquid as a way to keep your body feeling nourished and well mm-hmm. and then keep using hand washing and social distancing to keep you from contracting a virus. They're just two separate things in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It does. And actually you answered my next question within that, which was like, well, can we prevent it? Like what do we do to, to prevent uh, ourselves or other people from getting it? And you answered that, you know, social distancing, washing your hands, wear a face covering, staying as healthy as possible is great. But, like, if you want to prevent it, stay home, wash your hands, and if you have to go somewhere, make sure that you, you know, wash your hands afterwards, and you wear a face covering while you're out, just being right, as safe yeah, as possible. When you're unloading things like your your groceries, you can wash your hands after going grocery shopping and bringing your stuff in, unload them, and then wash them again, mm-hmm. you know, so this hand-washing thing... You can't really overdo it per se, unless you're starting to tear apart your hands, mm. which I remember say, use that lotion after yes. you wash your hands, <laughs> use that lotion so that yeah. you don't, I mean, don't torture yourself here. Like right. your hands need hydration too. Yeah. Um, and you know, some other just basic things when you go out, you can wipe down your phone with an alcohol based wipe afterwards. Cause we do touch our phones a lot. Mm. Um, that's, you know, a good practice. Cause then mm-hmm. I know myself personally, I set my phone down on my counter or my table or yeah. my bed. Yep. Um, so, you know, wipe your phone down when you get home. You don't have to be obsessive about it. Just if you're out and about and in contact with public spaces, then you can wipe it down when you get home. And then you probably don't have to worry about it again until you leave the house again, or it's been a while and mm-hmm. a lot of little hands have touched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, but our prevention really is doing whatever we can to keep the virus from entering our bodies, which yeah. I know sounds like so terrible when 
when mm-hmm. I say it, but that really, that is our prevention, right? And mm-hmm. then wellness is an approach overall to life. So those other yeah. things we talked about, um, that's, that's hopefully an approach to your everyday living mm-hmm. that keeps mm-hmm. your body as well as is possible for it to be. But yeah. 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 Okay. So we've talked, uh, treatment, uh, prevention, social distancing, and, um, and then, because I feel like, you know, I was going to ask you what social distancing is, but again, I feel like we talked about that. It means staying home and not going to hang out with friends or family members, not going to other people's homes, not having other people into our home, but you know, you, you can still go for a walk. Um, and you can, you know, still play in your yard and um, do fun things with your family in that way. Yeah. And let me just say at some point, I think we've seen it beginning in China, but at some point I'm sure they will have a gradual reintroduction to some of the activities that may be less risky mm-hmm. um, and So again, while this may seem really extreme right now, a lot of it is just teaching us how the spread of viruses and things work because this did all of a sudden just hit us. Um, Mm. We we weren't very prepared for it. Yeah. And because of that, we're having to take some extreme measures. And I think it's, it's really just an education tool for all of us too, to see like, oh, okay, these are all the places that we we could be spreading these things and Mm -hmm. it's more significant because of the nature of this virus. But, Mm. um, there will be, there will be allowances. If we can learn this, there will be a way to do other activities in more careful ways. Mm -hmm. Um, activities where we can be more spaced out from each other. Hopefully at some point, some of the outdoor activities where we are less likely to transmit a virus to each other. Um, Mm. I personally think this will hopefully help our nation to see that we need better sick leave policies because a lot of this would have been solved by people who are sick being able to just be home. Mm. Um, Not as significantly with this one because of the long incubation time Mm -hmm. uh, because they maybe didn't feel sick, but there is some level to that that would help us in general with public health and spreading illnesses. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so let's, let's remember to not like try not to lose hope because mm, there yeah. will be some allowance for other activities and things will eventually increase. Hopefully the thing we're learning from this is how to care for our bodies by hand washing and staying home when we're, we are ill mm-hmm. um, and just being aware of our surroundings because there is also as we allow those those activities to resume, we could see a peak again, um, Mm -hmm. similar to how we see every year around a certain time, influenza peaks, the common cold peaks. Mm, Um, so I think like this, this process can be helpful and educational for all of us because we've just been kind of spoiled here in the United (laughs) States. Like, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that we have clean water and we have, single family homes, a lot of us. And Mm. so we tend to not have these issues, but this is teaching us that we're all just human and we are still Mm. susceptible to things. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Yeah. But Mm -hmm. otherwise, I guess we really did talk a lot about 
the social distancing aspect and why we're doing it. Um, yeah. But I think some of it is really to teach ourselves, like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I think we're getting it. And mm-hmm. I want to encourage everyone that they're who is staying home right now and going a little stir crazy that they are doing the right thing. And um, we will be allowed to do things again. Yes. <laughs> It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Like, well, we'll get out of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to see people again. Um, yeah. And, you know, you can wave at each other and you can like meet up. If you can talk through like a car window, if you're six feet apart, if you're really desperate, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. meet up somewhere and say hi for yep. a few minutes yeah. or, you know, there are some options for things to do. People are getting creative in some ways. Just, yeah. um, you know, use precautions whenever you, with whatever you do. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'd like to thank Anne once again for being with us on this very special episode of the Jumpstart Podcast, where we address health fact versus fiction. Thank you again. And if you have any more questions, please feel free to email me at jdertinger at joliet.easterseals.com. Stay tuned. We have more health episodes coming up next.